You're living out here by choice. Oh, 100%. We met Dylan Brumley rummaging through the trash here in search of something to eat. And we saw him picking up a dirty needle. Were well, you going to use that needle? Yes. Yes. Yuck. You're living out here by choice, right? Oh, yeah. What percentage of people fit that? I don't know. But some, and a lot of the activists, don't believe it's any. Oh, I know. I know. It's uh, it's absurd, some of the uh, the ideas about the bums and junkies and homeless problem. Uh, but there's a new wave sweeping even the bluest of unicornian cities and states. Well, some of them. Not all of them. Uh some new realism, and it's partly being driven by the fact that the uh, compassion-only policies of the left have been such a terrible failure. They've been they've been beyond a failure. Is there a word for it when you are trying to solve a problem and you make it much worse? If you had set out to end up with more homeless people, if that was your goal, right. you couldn't have done better. Right, it's which a- is pretty amazing. There, there ought to be a term, a well-known term, like they fire gasolined it. You know, they spray gasoline on a fire or something like that. Uh, but even your m- most liberal enclaves, the, the people, the citizens, I mean, are starting to revolt. The business owners, Seattle, Portland, I'm, I'm going geographically now, uh, Sacramento, San Francisco, San Diego, and all points in between. And uh, Steve Lopez is a terrific columnist for the L.A. Times. And and he's uh, and I'm going to be quoting from his column some, but he went a looking for bums and junkies out on the streets and asked them if they wanted to move inside, and he found as you know we were just suggesting that many many of them have no interest in it. Um, they he he talked to this guy named Steve. He said those shelters have too many rules about coming and going. Some of them separate couples. He's got a gal pal. Uh, here's another guy. In he town. has a girlfriend, huh, guys? Yeah. You don't have a girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend. He's a Why are you bum. looking at me when you say that? <laughs> he's a bum and he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> now you're looking at me when you say that. What, what are you? Now there's a chance that he's not being particular. Right. <laughs> or honest. <laughs> or honest. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Anyway, how about this guy, Harvey? Um, he says, now the shelters are full of disease. I feel safer in a tent. I knew a guy personally... Uh, I want to explain how who was homeless and said you do not want to stay in the shelters. He and he he slept underneath a um, a porch in front of a um, an apartment complex. They had like a little raised thing yeah. that went into the front office, and there was space under there. And he lived under there, and nobody paid any attention to him. knew he was there. He came and went. He would go do his showering, other places, stuff like that. Yeah, he yeah. said, "I'm not going to stay in those shelters. They're full of crazy people." Here's a military veteran said, "It's an intriguing idea, but I'd rather live in my jeep with my dog." Then move into a shelter. Yeah, I, I would probably make the same decision, honestly. Um, he he talked to many, many homeless people, and only one saw it differently. He said, yeah, I'd take a shelter bed. Although he said, I understand why a lot of people don't. Some of us don't always do what's in our best interest, he said. Um, and then uh, I thought that was interesting, but he goes on to quoting an L.A. County supervisor, Mark Ridley Thomas, and Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg, who some of you uh, know we have a history with, is when he was the speaker pro tem of the, uh, what was he at that time? I can't remember. He was some uh, government official. He tried to run a race out of, baiting politician. That's yeah, what he was. Yeah, at that exactly. Point. But he was powerful in California politics, and we said something perfectly reasonable and measured. And he tried to brand us as racists and uh, and uh, and end our careers. 
and run us out of Sacramento, which was the only place the, the show was heard at that time. I think he called um, us hate mongers. Yeah, oh, there were all sorts of aspersions cast. If fascist and uh, and uh, and uh, white supremacist had been in fashion oh, yeah, at absolutely. the time, he would have dropped that on us because he was doing the grandstanding, look what a, a, uh, a, sh- a knight in shining armor I am thing, and he didn't care who he ruined to gain that status, which is amoral and disgusting. We don't but, mong hate. But a knight in shining armor is a knight who hasn't fought. That's nice. What is that, your bumper sticker? Hey, it was or a, your black light poster? That's paraphrased from Game of Thrones. Ah. Yeah. Ah! Okay. Shame. 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 So, uh, uh, Mark Ridley Thomas and Daryl Steinberger quoted... Uh, talking about a new approach, and I mentioned the Daryl Steinberg stuff and in, in our disdain for him in most regards, um, because it's a pretty compelling idea, and I can't believe it came out of those two guys' mushes. The idea is, because the focus has been on building permanent supportive housing rather than temporary shelter, um, well, they want to do that, permanent housing for the folks instead of these uh, grimy shelters. But here's the other part. Okay. Steinberg says the public policy of this state must be that people live indoors. You have a right to a bed. The taxpayers, the government will provide you a bed. That is your right. Uh, By the way, a quick aside, when everything's a right, nothing's a right. That word is so overused. But, says Daryl. You know, I'm like this idea and I. You're going to finish it, and people are going to, we're going to talk about it. Yes. But the idea that a human being has a right to a place to sleep indoors. No matter how little effort they put out, if they're a junkie, a criminal, just useless, right. Provided by the rest of the people that figured out how to make their life work well enough that they can provide their own is just a crazy idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. But anyway, so you have a right to a bed. But if we've got a bed for you, you got to take it. Or we run you out of town. Oh, now you have my attention. So you can uh, figure out a place to live, or you can stay in the shelter, but you can't hang out on the street. Says Steinberg. That could work. Imagine what our communities would look and feel like, he says, acknowledging that it's a friggin' nightmare on the streets right now, if people had both a right to come inside and an obligation to come inside. It's common sense. You'd enforce it by telling people they can't camp and removing the campsite and escorting people indoors. I I can't believe what I'm hearing. So I was in uh, Los Angeles over vacation with my son. We did an ocean fishing trip and went to West Coast Customs and had a good time. But I saw a tremendous amount of homeless people, and they're hanging out in the park, and I was watching them, and I I was thinking, your average day is more fun than mine. They're hanging out in the park playing Frisbee drunk or high or whatever they're doing. And they had their tents set up everywhere. And I thought, you're having a party. It's like it's like when the Grateful Dead comes to town and everybody goes to a big field and sets up their tents. Except you do it all day, every day. This is why people go camping, because it's fun. <laughs> and so there's a just there's just not that much, you know, reason for you to give that up. Mm. Of course there's downsides to it, but so uh But now it's you know, you you don't get to stay in the park and hang out and play frisbee and be drunk. You have to be sober. In this shelter. Right. Working on figuring your life out. Right. Straightening out your life and living like the rest of us who are paying your way. So uh, one one reason for this, an important reason for this, I'll hit you with that in a second, but 
Uh, Ridley Thomas says, you happen to be talking to two guys who have lifted heavily on homelessness. I believe we have multiple strategies to lick this problem. It's kicking our asses, all right? It just is. Finally, a politician admitting that this is not working. This uh, generosity-only thing has just caused more and drawn more. This is what I've been saying for the past year as people rolled out more programs or uh, governors, mayors, whatever, talk about we're going to add this. How is that not going to lead to more homeless? Everything I've ever heard is going to lead to more homeless until possibly this one. Right. Where the rubber meets the road on this, obviously, is when you go to some encampment and uh, you say you got to go to the shelter and they say no. Okay, now what are you going to do? Well, Daryl says you escort them out. Out of so where? I guess you out, out of, of what? out of where they're camping to elsewhere inside is what he said. Well, if they won't go though, well, is what Jack asked. Where do you what do you do with them then? Probably arrest them, and that's also inside. That's a good point. But yeah, you can't, you can't arrest thousands and thousands of homeless people. And you keep can them try. In jail. <laughs> um, the problem is, uh, you can find a wackadoo progressive judge somewhere in America to rule against anything, anything. And so these uh, cities, from from Boise to to L.A., have um, have said, "Well, we have anti camping ordinances. You can't camp in the freaking park." And judges have said, "You can't enforce that. That's cruel unless they have a guaranteed bed because people have a right to housing." And the rest of the world is like, "What are you talking what, what about?" Was... And yet they're judges, so they issue their injunctions, and these cities can't enforce the laws that exist to preserve quality of life. What was the ridiculous free speech one? There was an effort there for 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 like a, a cup of coffee. You were not allowed to be homeless within so many feet of a business or an ATM or that sort of stuff. And then they said, "No, that violates free speech." Are you thinking somehow. of the panhandling stuff? Maybe that was it. Saying, "Hey, give me a dollar," is you know, it's free. It's a First Amendment issue. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, uh, Daryl and the other guys involved here who have had realism slap him in the face multiple times, then climb on their back and choke him, have finally woken up to the fact that they have to be realists. And they're trying to come up with something that will pass muster with these moronic judges. <clears throat> Meanwhile, people are unsafe in their neighborhoods. Their kids can't play outside anymore. There's human crap and needles everywhere. Crime is skyrocketing. The parks are unusable, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and you taxpayers are told to shut up. Why don't you have some compassion? Or, or the activists say, well, housing is too expensive. Yeah, There's plenty of places housing is too expensive for me, too. I don't live there because I can't afford it. Do they have the stomach to enforce it is a big question. So right. our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What do you think of the idea? And we got so much other stuff. So there is a Biden gaffe. Biden said something in Iowa that you knew what he meant, but it sounds bad. Multi-gaffes. And Trump, has, Trump has responded to it, so Marshall will Uh-oh. have that in his That'll news. That'll help. That'll <laughs> calm everything down. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As the tree was cut down and landed right onto a parked vehicle, totaling it. We're told that car belongs to a Marshall student. You can imagine how upset she had to be when she came outside and saw her car looking like this. Here's a little of what that witness had to say. It sounded like a beer can getting flattened. It just was crunch. It was, I hate to say it, it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, what? 
guy what you know doesn't like you know destruction yeah you know that's why we go to demolition derbies but hey you know bottom line that's that poor girl's new car and she can't get to school now the newest <laughs> entry in the armstrong and getty <laughs> hall of fame of colorful hicks <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I think that's my favorite part of it. Yeah, and I say that with great affection to the people of the American For South. Sure. Um, yeah, a hick can be anywhere. <laughs> but hey, yeah, that girl can't get to school. You know, bottom line, that's that poor girl's new car, and she can't get to school now. <laughs> now, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'd now, hang out with that guy. I now, gotta. I hate to admit it, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> That's why we go to destruction derbies. <laughs> now, he's no swarm of bees attacking the geo tracker guy or rough talk to bear. Right. I mean, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to reach the highest he, pantheon of colorful hicks, but he, it's strong. He's an all-star, but not a Hall of Famer. Exactly. Give, me, give me one more. Give, give me just the, him. Do we have I him? I hate to say it. It was kind of cool. You know, I mean, what? Guy, what you know, doesn't like you know destruction. Yeah, you know that's why we go to demolition derbies. But hey, but hey, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> that girl can't go to school now. <laughs> I want to hang with that guy. I really do. Oh yeah, sound like a beer can being crushed. <laughs> um, Atlanta is going to ban electric scooters at night. Lots of cities are trying to figure out how to deal with this. It's been a deadly summer for riders. They say. Uh oh. Man, I saw a girl whizzing along the street on a scooter the other day, and I, I, I don't know. I, I feared for her, but that doesn't mean I'm going to tell her to get off. That's the difference between me and a lot of other people. She was a girl. She was an adult. In Atlanta, three have died since May. How many people have died in an auto wreck in Atlanta? It's one of the biggest uh, urban areas in the country with some of the worst traffic in the country. How many say, people? in my experience, you can't go fast enough to get in a wreck in Atlanta. The how, traffic's so terrible. But I'll bet you there's been a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Stop policing each other. As long as it's known, and it's known, that if you fall off this and crack your head, it's going to hurt bad and you might die. I'll just get out of each other's way. I don't I don't. It's if if you don't have the uh, the mommy gene for the rest of humanity, it's hard to understand people who do. I guess. Yeah, I. It seems unsustainable for a variety of reasons. What's that? The having scooters and people flying around on them no. for well, a variety the, of reasons that I don't like. But it just seems like there's no way it can last. How about the leaving them everywhere thing? That doesn't bother me. I know it bothers some people. Doesn't bother me. <sighs> it's a bad feng shui. It's like having clutter in your office. You have to step over the rest well, of it. Well, I've only seen these in towns to have that have some good feng shui. tremendous bum populations. You're bothered by a clean scooter parked over by that meter yes. as opposed to the the guy laying in his own feces over there. I'll, I'll take the scooter. Well, what do you mean as opposed to? I'm bothered by both of them. It's all about feng shui. <laughs> well, one's been going on for decades, and everybody seems to be okay with it. Now yeah. there's a scooter parked there, and that bothers you? The, the feng shui? Whatever. Well, right. Doesn't bother me. No? No. I'm not bothered by any of it, really. Um, the scooter thing? Yeah. I'm, I'm, surprised. I'm not bothered a lot. I'm surprised it exists. I just didn't think you could do something like that in everybody's got to wear a helmet all the time, right. litigation America. Well, my solution as a uh, liberty lover is uh, spread the word. Hey, don't leave these in places that would uh, you know interfere with people's uh, getting to and fro. In they're, short, they're feng shui. They're starting to do more than that. I, there's a bunch of these different companies, and not all of them are, are in step, but some of them start to add a penalty if you don't 
an additional fee if you don't return it to a, an official docking station, things mm. like that. Um, but but yeah, sure, it, yeah. It, it's, some people just gotta you know just don't put it in front of a handicap entrance. Be be nice about where you leave your stuff. Quit being a uh, a-hole, as somebody once said to us. I should do this story at some point from the New York Times. Don't assume Trump's approval rating can't climb higher. It already has. The New York Times going through Trump's approval ratings over the past couple of months and how it's gone up in a bunch of different categories and saying, is anybody watching this? Are you all paying attention? Well, my understanding is he has higher approval ratings than the day he won the election. Absolutely. There are there are a lot of people that didn't support him when he was elected that do now. Right. And the New York Times is pointing that out. Hey, I know if you watch MSNBC every day, you think he's on the verge of being impeached and everybody hates him. But the numbers don't exactly match up with that. Right. That's what the New York Times and many others are trying to holler at you. Well, and I would point out to uh, all of the, oh, 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 that's right. Major change on the Armstrong and Getty show. I love the point, uh, the guy you were reading. Who said, don't call it mainstream media because it's really not in the mainstream of America. Or, not even or, or close. American people, American thought. The, the people who run America's media are wackadoos. Call it corporate media. Yeah, that is a better term. It's more descriptive of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, but anyway, anybody in corporate media who's trying to sell you the, the idea that, oh, he's clearly a white supremacist or his followers, they're, they're just it's, it's terrible, there's no support. No, it's growing. So Joe Biden uh, made a gaffe at the Iowa State Fair. It's uh, it's it's not a particularly good look, um, and Trump has responded. So that's next in Marshall's news, and it's gonna be good. So we got a uh, a Biden gaffe with the Trump response is pretty good for you in a moment, but. I'm into this uh, anarchist guy all of a sudden that I just discovered, and I'm reading this book. And Anarchists so, of the world unite. And uh, he hates everybody, which I'm just really kind of enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Politically. Yeah. Um, and he said we shouldn't refer to it as mainstream media. We should call it corporate media, because the mainstream media is not in the mainstream. It's way to the left of mainstream America, so why call it mainstream media? And that makes sense. Great so point. I'm going to start calling it corporate media, and the story we're about to do. I'll tell you how I heard it on corporate media all morning long. Because corporate media is what corporate media is. Anyway, here's the news with Marshall Phillips. Uh, no injuries been reported after a heavily armed man caused a scare at a Walmart in Missouri. He was wearing body armor and military fatigues, carrying a rifle. He apparently grabbed a shopping cart, started walking around filming himself. An employee pulled the fire alarm to get everybody evacuated. That's when the suspect reportedly walked out an emergency door where an off-duty firefighter helped, held him at gunpoint until the police could respond. And thus is the end of the story in the corporate media all across the country without any spending any time on the fact of an off-duty firefighter held him at gunpoint. So a private citizen held him at gunpoint. A private citizen citizen had a gun and did something good with it, which he could only do if he had a gun. Right. How do you you not focus on that at least a little bit in that story? It misleads people from what they really need to think. Sort of the implication is there, well, firefighters carry guns, I guess. No, he's off. So he's just a guy. He's off duty. He's just a guy who carries a gun. Right. And he was able to stop something bad from happening, it looks like. Yeah, perhaps. I'd like to know more about this guy and his intentions, what the hell he was well, up sure, to. sure, you don't know what he was up to, but 
some people carry guns around, and it's a good thing. Worth mentioning, I think. President Trump tweeting this morning, quote, serious discussions are taking place between House and Senate leadership on meaningful background checks. Guns should not be placed in the hands of mentally ill or deranged people. I am the biggest Second Amendment person there is, but we must all work together for the good and the safety of our country. End of tweet. Sure wish that was a simple thing to do, to keep the guns out of the hands of deranged people. It'll, it'll be so interesting to see uh, how this goes and where it ends, because there's so much will to do something uh, and so much complexity in getting it done successfully. But uh, this is the first time I've seen this much bipartisan energy. If you had $100 to bet, would you bet that Trump has ever fired a gun? I think he says he has for some reason. I don't remember what it was. I know um, Junior's a hunter. That's true. Junior's that's a true. hunter, but yeah. in general, in general, uh, New York uh, rich real estate people probably yeah. lifetime Democrats, yeah. probably not firing guns a lot. Um, what's interesting is this push for the red flag laws. It's you get these going. It's not going to hurt me most likely. It's going to hurt the crowd that liberals generally are most concerned about. And that's why I think it's interesting that people from the left are pushing for the red flag all the time. People that are kind of, you know, struggling in society with mental health and that sort of stuff, they're the people that, that are, that are going to be denied various rights. Now, I guess if you're a lefty enough, you don't want anybody to have a gun ever. Right. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, they're not concerned. They don't want that to be a right. So, yeah, they're not going to lose any hmm. sleep over that. Meanwhile, you got Joe Biden gaffing his way through Iowa, talking about improving education for all. He made a big mistake and then stumbled around trying to clean it up. And the other thing we should do is we should challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> Wealthy kids, black kids. Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. You know, yeah, he, he's old. Um, <laughs> I, the ironic part of that is I loved what he was saying. And that's how silly our politics were. I, oh, I didn't right. even listen to what he was you're saying. Right. You're right. You have to challenge kids. We need to have advanced placement classes for kids. You're right. I, and, and by the way, if you're going to be a fair-minded person, and I think old Joe is... I'd say to him, Joe, you know, a lot of those programs disappeared because they had to pay for English as a second language for all the immigrant, including illegal, millions of illegal immigrant kids. What do we do about that? Now, his solution would be, well, we raise taxes so high we can do both. Oh, which, you know, be controversial, but at least we'd be having the discussion. Well, you're absolutely right. It's it's kind of the reverse of the way uh, debates are just a, a glib fest or a zinger contest, yeah. which has got nothing to do with being president. If you make a mistake, if you stumble on something like that, we all knew what he meant. There'll be no discussion of what he was talking about, which is a really good topic and serious topic. Right. It's just about the gaff. Right. Uh, Trump has uh, told a reporter he doesn't think Joe is playing with a full deck. Oh, is, <laughs> boy, that's not helpful either. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, what's, yeah. uh, we got more, right? Uh, earlier Thursday, uh, Biden made another fumble while he was speaking at the Iowa State Fair. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. Even his supporters know who he is. We got to let him know who we are. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Yeah! Truth over facts is a complicated one. Yeah. Um, on that other one, though, I think this is absolutely true. Black politi- or uh, 
I, did wow! I, did I just do it? Yeah! 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 Doesn't matter what you say. Yeah! 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 Oh, idiot! Oh, idiot! Hilarious. There's no recovering from that. Let's do a snap poll. Chad, how does this poll's affected? If a Republican accidentally says something that makes it sound like black equals poor, you're clearly a racist. Oh, right? Ooh, they you, said the quiet part out loud. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Your your racist part White slipped White supremacist. Out. When Biden says it, it's just an old guy who made a mistake, which I think that's what it was. An old sure. guy made a mistake. Yeah. But uh, you would not get that benefit of the doubt. <laughs> on CNN, MSNBC. You're on the other side. The New York Times. They'd run an editorial on the front page. White supremacy uh, always boils to the top. Always worth remembering there are way more white poor people than there are black poor people. There are more more white people on welfare than black people on welfare. Right. One last note. The creator of the viral Storm Area 51 event says the FBI has visited him now and questioned him <laughs> intensely. Well, he got to uh, meet some interesting people. Matty Roberts telling a Bakersfield, California TV station federal agent showed up at his home recently. He admits he was scared at first, but says the agents were actually super cool and just wanted to make sure he wasn't a terrorist making pipe bombs in his living room. Yeah, well, let's. I think that falls under the category of due diligence. Anybody with a couple of brain cells to rub together saw that, knew it was just silly online stuff from the beginning. Nobody was ever going to storm Area 51. And that guy, he went public and made that clear. But they thought, oh, for God's sake, if this guy or somebody who knows him storms Area 51, we didn't go talk to him, I'll get fired. Yep, exactly right. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Reminded by a texter that Trump had a CCW, a uh, concealed carry uh, weapons permit in New York City. Thank you. Which could be because he was a high-profile person. Right. Could be because it impressed chicks. And I guarantee it was, this is the one of the problems with your concealed carry permits, is if you're rich and powerful, you get them. If you're not, you don't. Correct. If you, uh, I know people with concealed carry permits in the county I live in because they're connected in a way I'm not. So your constitutional right depends on, you know, did you donate enough money to the sheriff or or whatever your political politics are. Or whatever. That's lovely. That's, That's a good way to make those lovely. decisions. Hey, and there's another FBI story in the news that you're not going to hear anywhere else as the digging continues into the origin of the uh, Russia collusion investigation. Um, more and more stuff's coming out about who knew what went about uh, uh, steel. Richard, what's his name? Uh, Steele's first name. Doesn't matter. The Steele Christopher. Dossier. Christopher Steele, yeah. that's right. Um, and the FBI had declared him, uh, do not use. His uh, his uh, information's bad. He's got nothing. But higher-ups in justice were saying, hey, stay in touch. We want anything you got, um, which is highly suspicious. And... Uh, and there were, and and we'll feature some of this in a little bit. Some things were said that definitely smell like a political. Uh, I I want to say jihad. It's the word that comes to mind, but I'm trying to be fair. It seems more like a political mission than a justice mission. Okay, from the Justice Department. Fantastic. Uh, Charlie Sheen's old lady is not doing so well. His ex-wife. I don't know if you've seen that in the news. Sorry oh, to hear that. Oh, man. Not Denise Richards. No. What's this woman's name? Mueller. Mueller. Yeah. Oh, oh one, one of his yeah, They got twins with. Right. Winning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not winning. There's actually a, a tie into real life with that story. It's not just celebrity gossip. So all those things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
me dress so fine Do the bumps of dime in your prime Then you People call, say beware doll You're bound to fall, you thought they were off I'm kidding you The Emmys will not have a host this year Host or not, the Emmys will still honor the best that television has to offer. And also Game of Thrones. <laughs> what does um, that mean? Was that an anti-Game of Thrones shot? Yeah, just the last season was oh. not the best that television had to offer. Um, shame. Shame. <laughs> you who wrote the script. Shame. Looking at you. Shame. I'll pay this off later in more detail. New York Times went into depth on this, on how New York, hey, don't look now, but Donald Trump's numbers are going up, They're they're saying. But anyway, just, just, just a little bit of it. More on this later. Millions of Americans who did not like the president in 2016 now say they do. Millions. Overall, his personal favorability rating has increased about 10 percentage point of points among registered voters since Election Day. Personal favorability. I don't really remember what that means. Well, that's just uh, that's the is that um, opposed to policy. There's or? there's something called job approval. Oh, okay. And then there's personal favorability. Oh. Trump and Hillary both had the lowest personal favorability ratings of any candidates that have ever run. Right. They were the only people on earth who could have lost to each other. Right. And they were both in the 30s. Yes. He was at 34 percent. He's now at 44 percent. Wow. Wow. So his favorability went up 10 points. Man, I could talk about this all day and philosophize about why that is. Which is millions of people. But anyway, I've got more of the numbers behind the numbers. And the New York Times is pointing this out. The New York Times is working pretty hard, I think, with columnists uh, columnists and articles to say, hey, we're going to lose (laughs) unless we do something completely different. Right. Well, to me, and I know we have some more fun stuff to get to, but... This idea, and I've heard it several times already today, and we have more clips to play that are pretty interesting, of the strategy being Trump's a white supremacist, and if you follow him, you're a white supremacist. And and if we keep pitching that, nobody will want to vote for him because they don't want to be called a white supremacist, and everybody's afraid of, like, the Klan. They'll rush out to the polls, and they'll vote. I, I, listen. I'm absolutely a partisan in a lot of things. I have ideas, and I'd like more people to believe in them, believe in them, and I pitch them all the time. But in terms of this, this is going back to you know education, observation, et cetera. As a political scientist, I'm telling you, that strategy sucks. It's not going to work. People don't respond to that, especially now. You can't terrify people by calling them racists anymore unless they're racists. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm sorry. And so the tie-in is that I think, to a large extent, people are getting so sick and tired of the, you're either evil and with him, or a good person and against him, and people were just tolerated Trump, because he's got a lot of annoying personality tendencies, that, that like everything I was brought up not to do. Um, but a lot of people who felt that way about him, but kind of like the judges and the policies and, and finally stuff getting done, have said, all right, you know what, F you, I'm for him. I'm for him now. I have several friends who are like that. I think that may be at least part of that poll number. Saying you're for him to express your dislike for the people who are pitching the strategy, I said, is so, uh, well, sucky. I was trying to run this through my own mind last night. I I hate this. I wanted to talk uh, more later about the... uh 
Julian Castro's brother is Joaquin Castro. Okay. He's the one that released the names of the Trump donors. Joaquin the dog Castro. And uh, I don't like this the, the direction we're going with this. Uh, I, I, I won't use that gym. What's the gym that people Soul Cycle. Soul Cycle. Right. Where I go work out. I won't I won't I won't go use Soul Cycle because they held a fundraiser for Trump. I really don't like the direction we're going with all that sort of stuff. Right, right, and outing people for making contributions. But I was trying to stay consistent in my own mind because I have not been to Nordstrom since they announced they weren't going to carry Ivanka Trump's perfume. Mm. If I really needed something there, I'd go. I mean, it's not like hardcore, but if I can get it somewhere else, I will. I think I think I'm okay with like if Nordstrom was donating money to a Never Trump campaign or a Democrat, I wouldn't care at all. Would make no difference to me whatsoever. Right? I their wouldn't change owner, my shopping. Or, so or in the case of the gym, one of their minority owners. So to me, there's something difference between advocacy and something that is in in line with censorship or restriction. Well, how about this? Are you shoving politics into my face when I'm just trying to do a business transaction? Um. I think by taking Ivanka's perfume out merely because she's Ivanka Trump, that's shoving politics in my face when I'm just trying to do business with you. Um, that's affirmatively bringing politics into it. Now, I try to stay somewhat consistent in my own mind. I just want to see if I if I was because, like I said, if they were don't if Nordstrom said we yeah, we we donate five percent or uh, I'm I own Nordstrom's and I'm going to give a million dollars to Bernie. I don't care. Would it make no difference to me whatsoever? Instead of a political thing, what if it was like uh, like Planned Parenthood, like mm-hmm. an organization that you don't agree with and that had direct? You, you I don't underst- think I would care about that either. I think I think advocacy doesn't bother me. A corporate ownership advocacy, but you start restricting things. We're not going to carry this product or be in these cities or whatever. I hate that. What if? I don't think did Bernie and his old lady reproduce. Did they have or a kid? did the Communist Party not tell him to, so it didn't occur to him? Um, I'm Bernie Sanders' daughter. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Good to meet you. <laughs> oh boy, uh, he has a son, Levi Sanders. All right, so Levi Sanders, who is 70, comes up. <laughs> How old is he? Hold on, I'll find out. He'd be 50. You know, if you're through with your childish aspersions, I'll get to my point. He's 50. <laughs> so if Levi Sanders comes up with a fabulous men's cologne, and men like women, any cologne that can be smelled more than a foot away from your neck is too much. That's an aggressive scent. Exactly. Anyway, um, if he came out with a scent, uh, uh, handsome. An aggressive scent. Handsome by scent. I love those clips so much, Michael. You cannot play them too much. Um, if he Thank can- you, comrade. <laughs> You're welcome. So he comes out with a scent, Manly by Sanders, and word got around. I think the scent should be called redistribution. (laughs) All right, fine. (laughs) And it was in Walmart, and Walmart shoppers got wind that it was by Sanders. See, that's the thing with conservatives is, and I had a great conversation with one of my favorite people in the world, a musician, about this last night. We were talking about how conservatives have to not even bring up conservatism 
in the context of interacting with other musicians. Because if you're a progressive musician, you're instantly angry, and you can't make music with that person anymore. Use that anger to make the music. Well, Yeah, make angry music. <laughs> Whereas all the, con- all the conservative musicians I know, y- you got a new drummer in your band. Turns out he's a progressive. I don't care. I don't have those slightest... I'd rather not talk about it, but let's just make music together. Let's let's bridge the gap. Let's do stuff together and find out each other's a human. And that bothers me so much about music right now, because music means so much to me. But anyway, <clears throat> I don't think conservatives would freak out and demand Walmart got rid of redistribution by Sanders. I don't know. Which what, is a terrible name for a co-op. I don't know what people would do, but I would it wouldn't bother. I I, I think you'd, people would be wrong if they boycotted it. Or right. something. I, I don't. Right. I don't like omission. I'm still trying to figure figure this out in my head. I don't like something that is censorship or omission. I don't mind advocacy. Right. Well, yeah, right. I suppose okay, I'm slicing enough. it thin, but hey, getting back to the my theme, which which bothers me so much. I, I've interacted with some incredibly gifted musicians, and just so we could keep making music, I've had to not even tell them what I do for a living, like go incognito, put on a false mustache. Is it that? <laughs> A lot of conservatives, a lot of conservatives think progressives are stupid, and a lot of progressives think conservatives are evil. Right? Yeah. And it's easier to deal with a stupid person than an evil person. That makes sense. Yeah. I think we all probably deal with both in our workplace every day. I'll give you a moment now to picture all your coworkers and put them in each of those categories. <laughs> 